You're listening to Of Slights and Men with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician Production. And welcome back to uh, Of Slights of Men. We've actually been here for quite a while chatting with our guest that we're going to have on today. Uh, for me, it's about 12 o'clock uh, in New Jersey. I've got lots of snow. I uh, can't really go outside, which works pretty well. Uh, how's it going for you, Benji? How are you doing? <laughs> you know what's funny is we've recorded two podcasts today. And you asked me that in the other one. And I said, I did. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's only been an hour bro like it hasn't she hasn't changed i don't think i've looked out the window for an hour um yeah it, it's 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 a good day i guess um it's cold day. I, so, I haven't been out of the house i don't know um, let me check what Charlie's like right now probably raining yeah just before we forget we have a guest on um is it yeah Mr. hey there pig cake how, how are you doing it's raining I thought you guys were going to go into a whole conversation without me. I'm like, hey, I want, I want you to remember I'm here too, guys. Yeah, so we're we're joined. We got to get better at these intros, man. We're joined by really Pigcake, who is. How do I, how do you describe Pigcake to a non, like Pigcake, a non Pigcake user? I don't even know. Yeah, Pigcake Pigcake creates magic videos mm -hmm. that are uh, uh, both entertaining and educational. Um, he's also very skilled. So thank you. I appreciate that. I was going to say, I think that the best way to, to uh, describe me is like the STD of magic, you know, I'm like a, a gross disease that, uh, <laughs> that I guess percolates to use uh, that word twice in one day. Mm. I percolate in the background. Mm. <laughs> and you catch <laughs> it without realizing. Yeah. 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 So I, I guess maybe without 19. Yeah. Maybe without the perks magic. though. You just, mm -hmm. yeah, you right. just, you're just sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still am surprised that even one person watches any video that I've ever made. That's not a joke. That's sincere. <laughs> well, maybe we can start with that question. Where did this all start? Okay, please do tell us where. Where did the idea of a pig gang begin? If you well, it's, if you it's very boring actually, but it's uh, it's my ex girlfriend actually. Uh, the the mm. best thing that she did was come up with the name Pig Cake because. Mm. Um, I think I mentioned this in uh, other venues, but she had a uh, a dream. This is I don't know if uh, I was going to say because you told me earlier that you you um you found love through uh, even though you're a magician, right? Yeah, yeah, luckily. Uh, yeah, luckily, yeah. That's exactly it. You have to be lucky in order to do that, or you have to let them know that you get into magic after you've already uh, made them commit through paperwork, right. and uh, so that way the way to separate from you is through lengthy paperwork divorce and and uh, heartache right which is only uh, so you have to let them know after slightly more um, bearable than yeah so yeah, you would know different. yeah you in would fact know. It's, it's kind of ironic I... because we did actually i don't think i did do my we, we started all of this maybe a month after <laughs> uh, my wife and i got married so you're right uh Good. i did kind of yeah just i gave the you know the, the time to settle in and then we kind of sprung the trap yeah, that's the way it, it's exactly a trap. You you said the right word. It's a trap. And uh, if you let them know, oh, what do you do? Oh, I do card tricks. Okay, well, I'm going to go talk to the other guy that does <laughs> investment banking, you know. Um, but uh, significant others, they get upset with you in advance. I don't know if that's something that you deal with. Uh, no, I'm, 
I've actually have quite an abundance of love, but I'm sorry that you've had to suffer with that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it might've just been me, but, uh, she, my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> she had a dream, uh, where I went to a party and, uh, in this party, my excuse for not telling her is that they had a pig cake in the party. And I go, okay, that's cool. Uh, so she wakes up angry and I go, what's wrong? And she goes, oh, I just had a dream that you were at a party. You went to a party. You didn't tell me. And you said your excuse was that there was a pig cake in the party. And, uh, and I noticed that she was kind of like annoyed at me. And, um, so that's, I just find that interesting that, uh, she'll get annoyed at you for actions that you did in a dream, not in real life. So women are, are this, uh, wonderful thing that we have yet to figure out, but that's where the name came out of. That's where the name came out of. I I wrote a little note down, uh, and I still have it. The, the original note, pig cake. I didn't know what it was for, but, uh, I figured, ah, this is going to be something somewhere down the line. Little did I know, uh, how wrong I would be. No. Well, the so, channel was something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, that uh, the the channel came way after that, so that was maybe uh, mm. two years before I decided to start the channel. And mm. then uh, one day, I just had this uh, terrible migraine, and I took these um, like uh, pills, uh, but it had caffeine in it, which kind of feels oh, like wow. it does. Well, it had caffeine and all the stuff you need to to get rid of your headache. But I mm. want to sleep when I have a migraine, but this kept me up. So I guess that that jolt of energy got me thinking on um, other stuff. And one of the things that I, I guess, committed to was to start a YouTube channel. So I started scripting mm-hmm. a video immediately there. And uh, yeah, from there, it was uh, pretty much history. The first video was how to grow your own deck of cards. And it was pretty <laughs> atrocious, I got to say, as is every video that I've ever done. But I thought the concept was funny, how to grow your own deck. And, uh, you know, you go back and you check to make sure that your card seeds sprouted. And, um, you know, from then, uh, I guess it, uh, it snowballed and uh, eventually, um, I guess melted. <laughs> so we're in yeah, that um, melting stage now. Well, we're in that melting fair, slow. To be mm. fair, pig cake also, I guess we'll get this, uh, out of the way right at the start. Um, pig cake has a Patreon and if you want to learn Ooh. very, uh, what, what can they learn on your Patreon actually? Look at the shilling, the shilling mm. that you guys are doing for me. Well, that's something that I, I uh, started when I got, um, I, I wanted to get, I think, 10,000 followers. And then I justified having and opening up a patron. Uh, but now it's actually become my, my full time. That's technically what I do uh, every day. Just come up with ideas and, and record those videos. Um, when I started the channel, I, I was actually employed full time uh, hmm. as a teacher, believe it or not. As a, they let me around children, and I um, actually did find that out in my research. So I did find out one thing about you. There we go. Yeah, yeah that was a weird time in my life. What, uh, what did you teach? I taught uh, history and psychology for middle school oh, and high right. school. Oh. so like you're a magician who actually does know psychology, <laughs> as opposed to like everyone else who yeah. claims to be like you know world experts on psychology because they can do card tricks. Yeah, because they can know what card you're you're thinking of uh, using a key card subtlety. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a, the, that's the whole reason why the uh, the anonymity came into play because I didn't want people knowing my name. I didn't want people uh, knowing my face even for the first, uh, I think, three right. years of the channel. Uh, it's because my fear, my I had cold sweats waking up at the thought of somebody going, hey, I saw a video of a guy doing card tricks and he sounded like you. <laughs> that was my fear. Um, and it, it happened a couple of times and I had to plug a couple of holes in that and they were very nice not to you know make any sort of uh comment to their friends or, or whatnot about finding my, my channel but that was a genuine fear that i had 
when I was uh, employed as a teacher. And uh, luckily, again, didn't really happen too much or too often as somebody found me. But it was funny that uh, one of them mentioned that they saw, oh, I, I was watching Chris Ramsey videos. And then I see your rings because <laughs> I, I guess I didn't bother to take my rings off before I started shooting videos. And um, they clicked on a video and they saw that it was me and they, they immediately sent me an email going, hey, man, this you? I'm like, yeah, you better shut up. <laughs> yeah, wow, you remember, so that, that, you remember that A you wanted on your test? Yeah, yeah. So it's the opposite of uh, quid pro quo, pretty much. It's, <laughs> hey, if you don't fucking want me to fail you for the rest of your life or at least for the next four years, you can't <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun so i i'm interested so when did, when did this transition happen okay so you're, you're a middle school teacher you're kind of huh? doing these 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 things on the down low yeah when does it become when are you like okay nah pig cake is life when does that transition happen <laughs> it's really a choice i mean <laughs> i got fired i got fired really oh <laughs> yeah really so that was the person that sent you the email <laughs> yeah yeah they, they said hey we found out that you uh, no 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 it was a, it was a whole issue with um the school and uh i i took a hit for the team if you want to call it that i don't want to get too detailed but the uh the school sure. was doing some very yeah, yeah. shady financial things and uh well i a, a student asked a question about it in class they asked a question about the the shady financial happenings of mm -hmm. the administration and uh, unfortunately instead of keeping my mouth shut i said you know i don't know and I wish I knew. And that sentence was alone uh, to get me fired because that student told wow. their mom, uh, hey, this person said that. And then that person uh, talked to the administration. And that was Friday. By Monday, I was putting my stuff on the, on the principal's desk. Right. And uh, he's Jeez. like, yeah, we, we need for you to leave. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, it was a forcible, uh, a forcible sort of thing. And, and luckily at the time, the uh, girlfriend that I had, the now ex-girlfriend that came up with the pig cake, she was very... Um, I guess, uh, conducive to me pursuing my dream of teaching magic right. online, which is, uh, let me tell you, if, if I was that, uh, that person and, uh, my significant other said, oh, you want to do magic tricks online? I don't know. I would have left the country probably just to avoid <laughs> being within, uh, even a thousand miles of that individual. But, um, I mean, it was a slow progression, but, uh, it got to the point where I, you know, made it my, my full-time, my full-time little gig here. I interrupt this podcast to give a brief shout out to our website, thedailymagician.com. If you haven't already signed up for our daily emails that will give you great content just like this podcast, please head over there and sign up now. That's thedailymagician.com. We promise that we won't disappoint you. And uh, yeah, so you, uh -huh. you, you now you have, actually you probably have more students now than you did before, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm doing something that I actually have a, a, a genuine passion about. I, I love psych, but I don't know if you're familiar with the way um, schooling works that you, my degree was in psychology for, uh, for college. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I could teach history. I don't know if you could really? see the sense in that. Yeah. So if you are, uh, it, it counts as a social study, psychology. So if you mm -hmm. are a um, psychology major, you are now entitled to teach economics psychology, world history, American history, British history, and mm -hmm. uh, European history. And um, I, I think I mentioned world history too, which makes absolutely no sense. So I was winging it uh, for history, but for psych, I knew my stuff, but uh, it's, it's kind of scary when you realize that, especially in education, that the teachers that are teaching your stuff might not necessarily be 100% qualified to teach that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, guess it's, it's not, at least it's not yeah. something like advanced math. 
or something. Yeah. At least it was like, you know, it's psychology, like, yeah. history. You'd be surprised. I mean, at my old place, uh, you'd really be surprised. It's like, oh, so you are uh, an English major. We're going to put you here in a, the, we're going to have you teach science and health to the kids just because you put, um, I don't know, you look good or something or, um, or you work out, you know, uh, they, they did some shady stuff at the school and it was good to see uh, education, the education system behind the scenes. But that's where I came from, man. That's where I came from. And I was doing that in the background, uh, at least for the time being doing YouTube. And uh, when I would come home, I would shoot videos, I would script, and then I'd wake up, be a teacher, come back home and, and repeat and uh, rinse, reuse and recycle. Hmm. And uh, it was great until, you know, I just had time to focus on making videos. Right. Yeah. And so how's that been? I mean, how's the transition been? Like, do you, are you happy how long with how things are going? Yeah. Well, hard at first. It was very hard at first, to be honest, because uh, I, I didn't um, I didn't put as much time into the, for example, the patron stuff and the merch and the, uh, we're talking about it earlier, the marketing side. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. crap when it comes to the marketing aspect of my <laughs> stuff. Um, just because I've, I've, you know, I want to focus more on the content, want to focus more on uh, the character, if you want to call it that, and, and standing out. Uh, because that's one thing that I think I, I enjoy. I, I don't want to sound full of shit, but that I enjoy about my own content mm -hmm. is that, uh, you see a lot of content that's magic related on YouTube and it's all the same thing. It's, it's these characters of mm -hmm. people that are, um, like fake enthusiastic, you know, like, oh, hey guys, good to see you with your smiling faces. And it's like, oh, okay, you just either did a line of blow or uh, you are faking, you know, everything that you have. And for me, I wanted to have the opposite of that. So yeah. I wanted to kind of have like a, like kind of an asshole of a character. Well, so, I think that's, um, uh, that's interesting because I definitely view your channel as kind of like a, I don't know what the word is, like a palate cleanser, right? So if I've spent too long going down a certain <laughs> rabbit hole and I feel myself falling and starting to believe my own, well, I don't know, did you know, like, I don't know, start to get too deep into it where you, you actually start taking it way too seriously. I'm like, let, huh? me, just, let me just put on a, a pig cake video and like, you know, bring myself Thank you, thank you. That's like, I mean, that's that's how I like it. I told you earlier that I like it when uh, when somebody watches my stuff and then they say, oh, I haven't watched your stuff in forever, you know, because it lets me know, again, you're doing other things. You know, it's good. You're, you're not just doing magic. You're doing, um, I guess you have other interests. Or maybe it'd be worse if you ditch me, like you break up with my channel to watch other magic stuff. That's the bad one. But if you ditch me and you get into other stuff, then I encourage that. Yeah, I mean, partly as well, not to start talking about ourselves too much, but what you're saying about... Um... The, the magic content so we when we started this business we were like okay mm -hmm. so now we're a magic business so we got to talk about magic all the time and that's okay for the first little bit and now obviously me and jacob both enjoy and love magic but there's only i don't know we, we didn't want to just talk about it all day so we basically started bringing people on the podcast and we would just research them and like find out what they did that wasn't mm -hmm. magic because you know we're, we're we are actually interested in like you know marks in business uh lots mm -hmm. of other stuff and, and actually a lot of magicians fall into that camp so we bring them on and we literally just talk about whatever comes to mind, right? And then kind of like, you know, link magic in here and there. And thankfully, our audience enjoys it. So I think we got lucky there. Yeah, that, I, that's exactly how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. And I, I'm always saying, um, you know, that I, I hate, ma I, sorry, I love magic, but I hate magicians. And uh, it's because of that. It's because magicians only do magic. And they ignore other aspects of their life, uh, hygiene being one of them. And um you know, they ignore other aspects of their life because the only thing they have is magic because that's all they ever learned. But with that, you need to be a person first. So before you're a magician, before you mm -hmm. want to, if you want to improve your magic, you have to work on yourself first. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think a lot of people take that to heart, uh, especially going to these conventions and seeing people and 
and you know they they lack the the um, I guess the the real skills to improve your magic, which is mm-hmm. learning how to talk to somebody outside of magic tricks. So if mm-hmm. you're not doing a magic trick, how are you going to interact with someone? You know, and and oftentimes you see them get into these lengthy bits of patter, and they ask the spectator a question, you know, and and they don't listen. They just do it for the sake of continuing the pattern. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to create experiences for people, right, through magic. It's something that they don't see every day. So when you do that, people just want to show them trick, trick, trick. But really, we're trying to make an experience for them. So whenever you have these magicians that are too stuck in their pattern, they're too stuck on their their uh, their train of thought, they don't really take the time to remember that the spectator's a person too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think... So um, that's, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think you can easily... Like when you're younger, especially, I feel like I talked about this recently, but I guess whatever it came again, it came up again. When we're younger, I'll speak for myself, and I think probably Jacob as well, um, or maybe not quite so much. You, you think, right? Oh, magic is this bridge, you know? Like, oh, if I just learn this card trick, it'll let me do this, right? And and magic becomes a bridge from like you to them versus being like a, you know, like a positive kind of net side effect. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's less. But like you said, when you learn like you can <laughs> you know it's such a fundamental thing but like you can talk to people without magic suddenly yeah. the magic also becomes better you know what i mean yeah yeah so, yeah by, by the very nature of improving yourself you're going to improve your magic because it's going to seem more legitimate and authentic rather than um there's this wonderful story from ed marlowe that he talks about uh this guy reaching out to him i don't know if you're familiar with this uh virginity but uh you know th- this guy knows that he's in town and he calls him back when you could call hotel rooms and be like, yeah, put me to Ed yeah, yeah. You know, now you can't do that because uh, whatever stocking laws. Because everyone would be doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Poor Bruce back, Willis you... never gets to sleep. Right. You, do you remember that before, uh, not to get morbid here, but before 9-11, that's a great uh, transition there. You can actually go all the way to the gate to, yeah, to yeah. drop off your, your, your whoever you were with. You could go all the way to the gate without yeah. a ticket. And we were hey. watching Friends, and it's like those uh-huh. scenes just seem so like alien. You're like, what are they doing? They're just like at the yeah. gate. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck at the gate? Now you have to first yeah. of all, if you're me and you look like me, uh, I let me tell you, I have not fly, I have not flown. Uh, look at my my education. I have not flied, I have not flown uh, without ever. <laughs> at least you weren't teaching English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never flown without uh, getting put in a special line. They're like, all right, we're gonna put you here. I go, yeah. And then she goes, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember the last time I flew, <laughs> oh, no. I, I go, do we have an issue? Like, or do, uh, is everything okay? And she goes, we're about to find out. What the oh. fuck does that even mean? Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Which is when you, yeah. you pulled out the cards, I... right? And it solved everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where did this come from? I forgot where the uh, where this started. Uh, you, were, you were talking about Marlo. And, uh, yeah, Marlo. Oh, God, your memory is so much better than mine. I would have never... In 50 years, I would have not remembered what the hell <laughs> I was talking about here. Uh, but uh, just to, to circle back on that one, uh, he was approached by this guy in his hotel room. And uh, this guy said, oh, Marlo, I want to learn under you. And I want to, you know, I want you to see my trick here. And uh, Ed Marlo goes, yeah, yeah, of course, I want to see it. And this guy goes to this, um, so he's, he's when he's first approaching uh, Marlo, he's this meager character, this mousy-like individual. And then we get when he gets into the trick, mm. you know, he changes his voice and his, uh, he puffs up his chest and he's a completely different person. That's the majority of magicians because they don't know how to make the distinction between who they are and who they want to be presented to an audience. So they get into this character, whereas now it's a fake interpretation of what they're doing. So if you had a genuine, empathetic listening approach 
to spectators. And when you ask them a question, you generally listen to them. You generally pay attention to what they say. You're going to give them an experience as opposed to a trick, which I mean, hookers give tricks. You don't want to give those. The uh, Arrested Development line? Yeah, I do illusions, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tremendous. Um, what was I going to ask for that? I actually did have something for that. I, I think it's interesting. Um, I mean, obviously this is like, oh yeah, this is improve your magic, but this is kind of just a general life thing. Like if yeah. you want to improve anything, like if you want to improve your business like skills, uh-huh. if you want to improve your relationship with your family, if you want to improve anything, like you say, I think, uh, I can't remember who said it. I mean, a bunch of people have said this, but I hear it quite a lot in copywriting um, as well. I think it was Gary Bensvenger or Dan Kennedy that talked about it. Uh-huh. Um, just how everything, it's like 80, it's like, 80% listening or even more like 95% listening, 5% speaking. Uh-huh. Um, and wh- when you can listen to someone and when you have that genuine connection, actually there was a story, was it a yeah, Jabra? I, I think I can, in yeah, the I hotel? just thinking about that. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Maybe if, I don't know. If Why, what's that about? Yeah. It's like, so this guy, Jay Abraham is, I mean, he's a pretty interesting guy. He's like a, a marketing legend, uh, consults with like the biggest companies in the world. He was huh? at a event in Australia and he was just, I don't know, going to the bar, going to get something to drink. He bumped into, at the bar, this uh, German who I believe was there uh, to talk about, I don't know, he had some he had some product that was somehow related to population control. Um, he <laughs> helped governments like with population control, right, right, I think right. it was. Yeah, and so Jay Abraham starts, I mean, he's just curious. He's like, well, how does that work? Like, you know, how... How do you pitch this to the government? How do the people feel about it? Like, and then he starts asking him about Germany, his hometown. Just, I don't know. He's like an interesting guy, so he asks him a bunch uh-huh. of questions. And then at the end of the night, uh, you know, Jay, Jay's feeling a little little tipsy at this point, so he needs to go go to sleep. He walks away, and the German turns to him. Um, <laughs> somehow that felt wrong to say. That. The German man, I don't know what his name was, turned to him and said, "Hey." And by the way, at this point, Jay had only told him like two things: one that he was there in business, and two that his name was Jay. And he's like, "Hey." you know, you were like, you're the most interesting person I've ever spoken to. And so it doesn't quite click at that time because he's still drunk. He's like, oh, thanks, you know, goes to bed. But then he realized later, like, he literally didn't, <laughs> the, the guy didn't know a single thing about him. Um, mm. The only thing he'd been doing the whole night was just asking him questions. And yeah, I guess the, the takeaway is, right, if you want to be interesting, be interested, you know, in other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that whip. Nice. There we go. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And uh, I, I feel like we, we lack in that. And, and that skill, not only, as you mentioned earlier, it doesn't improve just your magic, it improves your social skills. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happened to me constantly where when somebody's talking, I'm, I'm, you know, I remind myself not to be thinking of what I'm about to say and just listen to them. So it, it, and you could see that in conversation with people when you talk to them and you ask them a question and it's almost like whatever they're saying, they're just waiting for for the other person to finish talking so that they could say whatever has been on their mind. So that's, it's not empathetic. You're not generally listening mm-hmm. to them. And if we find ourselves doing that more often in magic, we're not only going to be remembered by the audience, but it's, it's going to create a more, uh, I want to say emotional connection than just doing a standard, Oh, I'm just going to do an ambitious card trick. And people don't remember. They're, they're more likely to remember you if you generally listen to them mm-hmm. than if you just showed them a great card trick. Yeah, and yeah. that's definitely something we like. We we used to suck at that a lot, and probably if you listen to the first few podcasts, like we came in with so many. I mean, we still prepare, obviously, uh-huh. but like you have these questions, they give you an answer. You're like, well, thanks. Okay, here's the next question. You don't really listen. <laughs> so I guess the the maybe the downside of that is like I don't actually have a question for you right now because I was listening. So maybe Jacob, do you have any? 
<laughs> Actually, Benji, I was just listening to. No. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Look I, at that. Yeah. We're having We're all a listening drink. together. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I did want to ask. I mean, this kind of leads on, and you've kind of given an answer, pretty good answer, right there. But uh, a lot of the stuff you talk about is kind of like, uh, kind of playing off this cringiness that's often in in magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and but obviously, the thing that's funny is that you're a magician yourself, which is why the brand, for me at least, or even just yourself, <laughs> I find it funny because it's like, you know, you're sitting there in your pajamas laughing at other magicians being a full-time yeah. magician. Well, I don't know if they funny. are his pajamas. I guess we wouldn't want to jump to assumptions there. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I was thinking more about the Illusionist video where there was no pajamas. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. But, I really yeah. got some hate. <laughs> that was a little bit odd. Um, hmm. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of hypocrisy. There's a lot of hypocrisy yeah. there. I'm talking all this snag about magicians, and I look in the mirror while practicing my pass and go, "You're one toothpick. You're one toothpick, boy." You know, so there's yeah. a lot of hypocrisy, but uh, I, I guess people gravitate towards that. You know, uh, certain people gravitate towards that, and and uh, from that, I, I guess I've amassed a little bit of an audience that I'm I'm proud to. You know, um, I, I'm proud at least that even if I don't grow my audience uh, to, to any sort of, um, you know, like 100K or which is the benchmark for YouTube mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. Uh, funny enough, I got to, to 50,000 followers on TikTok in like a month without trying. So mm-hmm. it, it's just funny wow. to see the differences in platform. Yeah, no effort, by the way, zero effort whatsoever uh, to 50,000, which is what I it took, I think, what, five, four or five years to do on YouTube. <laughs> so it's like, okay, all right. Um, yeah. But uh, my thing is that I, I, I'm proud of my content. I'm happy with my content. And even if I don't, you know, amass any more of a following from this, I'm happy with what I have. So, you know, even if I do find success in terms of getting more subscribers, in terms of getting more attention to my stuff, uh, to me, what, what matters is that I'm, I'm never fake, I guess. So I'm not going to, right. to sell out to myself. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. So, you know, I, I could go the route mm-hmm. of uh, there are certain magicians now that I've seen that, I you know, within a month, they're already uh, at a million followers. They already have, a, you know, a substantial living from their videos. But you look at their videos and, and to me, they're a disingenuine person. And I, I rather, you know, starve than be disingenuine. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I don't know where that went I from. Like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know where that came from, but uh, yeah. I, I guess that's something to do. <laughs> Yeah. That, particular question. that doesn't constitute any kind of legal advice obviously uh, your mind no of course not very, no, no, no. Um, no, doesn't hold any responsibility yeah. what about um I, I guess again maybe you already have answered this but it was making me think do you have like a an end game in mind for pick cake or is it just kind of a day by day play by play uh it's more that i, I mean uh, i guess long term is kind of depressing to think like in terms of anything, uh, if you think about life long term, you're like, oh, okay, great. The best case scenario is we both die. Great. Wonderful. What a wonderful world. But um, I, I take it day by day. I take it day by day. I think that if you think long term, maybe it's um, uh, Greg Wilson, for example, is one of my favorite magicians. And uh, when it comes to how he presents magic, you know, he, he'll mention of the fact that he has a structure in terms of the tree, but where the individual branches go and grow depends on the individual experiences that he has in performances. So I, I kind of have that, uh, that approach where I, I have the tree trunk and I could always go back to the actual trunks, but in terms of where the branches grow depends on what's happening. Um, and, and with that, you know, I've been able to avoid certain uh, calamity in my life, uh, not thinking long-term and, and thinking more in the, um, the short-term. You guys remember when YOLO was a thing? Like YOLO, you only live once? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, 
Always, yeah. always a thing in my heart. Yeah. But a, a bunch of people misconstrued that and they're like, oh, YOLO, I'll jump this bridge. Like, that's not what he meant. That's not what he he, he meant. You only live and, once the value of the life that you have. Yeah, exactly. Not YOLO, jump a bridge. And then like, oh, yeah, no, no, man, you only live once. Like, you, you morons. You guys misinterpreted it. But <laughs> uh, I guess it's that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I just, I, I guess a growth would be good. Uh, you know, uh, being able to do things like this, I love. Uh, and just, you know, just go day by day. I don't necessarily have a, a an end goal for it. Mm. But I I do want to, to just, uh, you know, I, I want to keep making videos until I can't anymore, pretty much. That's that's uh, my mentality for it. I don't convey that in the YouTube videos just because uh, I think card magic is, if you're somebody that has an interest in magic, I think the most accessible thing you could have and the easiest way to to understand, you know, um, the the concepts of magic is through card work. You know, uh, doing a, a simple card trick. I, I think Roberto Giobi has it in one of his books uh, that he starts with an explanation of like how to make eggs. I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, particular book. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't he, think he, I at least I'm not he has on a, short benches. Okay, but he has this wonderful metaphor where he's talking about uh, cooking an egg and how, you know, you and I uh, that don't necessarily have uh, a good understanding of cooking would might just, you know, put some oil and then cook it. Whereas a chef and somebody that uh, cares about their craft, you know, they're care, they'll care about the pan, they'll care about the, the heat, they'll care about the type of oil, the egg, when it was, you know, picked, when it was, uh, how long it's been out. So they'll care about those individual things. And uh, I think for, for a card trick, if you're trying to learn the fundamentals of magic, even the simplest card trick could teach you everything you need to know about, you know, uh, directing attention where it needs to be, uh, management in terms of preparation, uh, what do mm -hmm. you want to present to them? Um, so, so when it comes to YouTube, I tend to focus more on that because it's very simple to convey. But the mm -hmm. stuff that I love is like mentalism. That's, that's what I really uh, mm -hmm. uh, love coming up with. And, and uh, I don't like performing. Uh, I, I like the the coming up with something like a puzzle, like solving the puzzle, uh, and not being Chris Ramsey. Uh, but I, I like solving the puzzle of having an effect and seeing how how it could get to that end result. I like that. So, are you, are you thinking? I mean, I, I guess it might be the first time you asked this, but have you ever thought about like kind of like releasing any of that? Do you think do you have any plans for that in the future? As like as far as like uh, we talked about this before, you can kind of like break mm -hmm. magicians into like almost like three groups. Um, mm -hmm. like some people just like talk like the method some people are the performers um mm -hmm. the last one benji hit me with it uh it's i think yeah i mean if you want to get if you want to get yeah. super technical i mean i i always hesitate to try and like bust out these kind of like technical yeah, yeah. terms like it when especially when pick cakes on the line but, <laughs> <laughs> oh because uh, like uh, yeah, yeah i mean like <laughs> just <increasing laughs> well, not, not yeah i'm gonna pretend i can't remember them even though i have them yeah okay like oh what are they oh like you know, I, haven't, uh, I haven't studied i haven't studied it for a while honestly but um, yeah okay all right <laughs> oh, to be fair this game and i'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus here but i, I picked this up huh? guys at conjurer community i don't know if you're familiar mm -hmm. with them they look at it as a mechanics i think it's mechanics showmen and thinkers because it speaks for itself right mechanics of the people who okay. don't really care about well maybe they do but like they more care about practicing than creating the stuff they just like the the motion right uh, showmen don't really care about the practice or the thinking. I mean, they'll do it, but they, they more care about getting it in front of people and getting the reactions. And then people, the, the thinkers are just people that like to tinker and come up with stuff and be creative and not necessarily go out and do it. So, I mean, you can have bits yeah. of but those are, those are, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, my point with that is like, do you think is that just kind of what you enjoy then? You're more like a thinker of like, do you think you'll ever publish any of it? Like, I'm kind of interested. Like the pig cake mentally. It's a weird that thing. Publishing. No, you're you're right about that. And and uh, on on with the patron, it's it's my my favorite. You know, I have the cart here and uh, the the cart stuff where I go through all the cart stuff. And then my favorite thing is the mentalism one, because that's the one where it gets a little bit more complicated and it gets a little bit more in terms of. Um, uh in terms of the content i feel like that's where i really am proud of the stuff uh that's there but in terms of publishing that's a weird thing in 2021 because uh by the magic standard publishing has always been um you know putting in a book or, or putting in a video that you sell that's technically what historically we refer to as publishing mm. but now i mean is a youtube video publishing technically mm. is is um is putting it out there somewhere on the internet publishing like, I think the terms that we have now in terms of publishing, I think, are changing with the times. So it's one thing that uh, it's a very antiquated, uh, I think, thing that we, we've really inherited from the old timey way of magic, which is, oh, if it's not in a book, it's not a thing. But now, you know, media is different. Media consumption mm -hmm. is way different. But I, I have put out projects. I have put out little projects in, independently. I took them out uh, a while ago just because, you know, the, yeah, I think I saw the video. quality. <laughs> the fire huh? sale. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but I, I took those out just because, you know, I feel like, uh, I, I want to focus more on, on the Academy stuff that I'm doing, mm -hmm. the patron stuff. Um, I want to focus more on that. And, uh, I, I really do want to put a lot of time in this lecture, but I, I hate the idea of doing like a zoom thing, you know, mm -hmm. like, a like, Oh, Hey guys, welcome to my lecture through the fucking internet. You know, I rather do it in person and, and that way it's more personal, even if not a lot of people might uh, attend, you know, it might be a, it's more personal thing and it's a more engaging thing. So that's my, my goal technically to go back into the mode of being in front of a group of people and teaching. So mm. that's, that's kind of what my goal is. Uh, and I'm doing that now mm. technically through YouTube. That's, that sucks. I'd rather do it in person. That kind of makes sense. So it's almost like, sorry, Ben, just, I'm just like, it's interesting. Like obviously you went in to be a middle school teacher and it's almost like you're building the bridge back to that place but to teaching something that you enjoy. <laughs> it's not well, that you didn't enjoy that before, but I don't know if that's what you're doing, but it's kind of interesting. Like, like you were saying like, Oh, I like, I love teaching in person. Like it's yeah, kind of cool to yeah. see you go back, but then teach about your passion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love psych psychology is, is one of my biggest passions just in terms of uh, it's everything makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But then uh, that was also my, uh, my faults is that uh, like a, like a virgin. And uh, when I was deciding <laughs> what it is that I was going to study, um, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do, oh, my goodness, I hate to say this, but I want to study psychology because it would help out. I thought it would help out with the magic, which is <laughs> fucking just, oh. Yeah. How did all those oh. case studies help you, man? <laughs> oh, gr yeah. Tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. It's great to <laughs> study that. Uh, but I wanted to learn that. And then little did I know that, it, you know, they're two different things. You can't equate one to the other. And, and uh, my favorite thing is seeing magicians that think that they have a fundamental understanding of you know psychology based on on tricks it's like yeah you know some aspects of it but i i think there's this um i guess a misconception in that uh they're related more than we think and really as, as a magician you have a little bit of an understanding of human psychology in terms of direction where to put attention uh, how to do that but in terms of anything other than that you know it's really it's really not as much as magicians tend to think which is uh, another problem I have with magicians in that their their ego is inflated from that. Their ego is inflated from uh, their ability to apparently direct uh, a lay audience in order to do what they're bidding per se. 
you know, and, and I think that that develops over time to the point where it, it kind of bleeds through the way they interact with other magicians and they think they're essentially their shit don't stink. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure the queen of England had a painful shit once. So we all, you know, we, we are human. We, we are, are prone to human faults. So when it comes to that, I, you know, at least in my interaction with, with certain magicians, uh, in person and, you know, through online, it, it's, you, you feel that, you feel that palpable ego and you're like, dude, you know, sit down, you're doing card tricks. All right. Hmm. It's well, just funny because, uh, uh, oh, no. I, I, we... I might as well just mute myself. I'll, I'll mute myself for the rest of this. <laughs> we need to use this. You guys are so right? proper. We need to use yeah, so, this. Look, we uh, have this little uh, hand feature. Oh, yeah. Where it's oh, like, oh, oh, so but then we my... just constantly interrupt each other the entire time. So, yeah. yeah. You guys are so it's proper much... about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're the psychology guy. Is is that? Yeah. Are we like doing the Cuban? I'm also. I was going to say, I'm also Cuban. Look, we're doing it again. Yeah, God, I, I was about to, I was about to just x out of the time just right now because of the anger. When you do that thing where it's like you talk and then somebody else talks at the same time, oh, no. and because we're all human, we do it at the exact same ratio. <laughs> but, That's probably uh, literally ninety percent of our podcast is that. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. But you yeah. do it so politely, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the, no, that, I, actually, that yeah. makes it worse though. Because I'm like, oh, go ahead, Benji. And then no, he's like, oh, go ahead, Jacob. And I'm like, no, go ahead, Benji. And then it takes uh, longer, you know? I was going to say, and uh, that's one of the good things about um, being raised by Cuban parents, essentially, that you're taught <laughs> to keep your chin up and uh, be the loudest person in the room. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. I mean, so if, oh, yeah, Benji, that would be a good chance for you to flex your Spanish. Oh, he has something to say. Okay, I'll let you go. Go on, Benji. <laughs> um, uh, you you speak Spanish? Uh, I don't know. You're say you, say yeah, yeah, exactly. I swear that's like the there equivalent of that's like the equivalent of magicians who say they know psychology because they can do a card trick. It's like those people, you know, when people say, oh, "Yeah, you speak Spanish," you go, mm, and they go, "Ah, very good, very good." Oh, me, yeah, that one you Where you do the, yeah, the yeah. Danny Dartis, which is ah, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. You could do the opposite, which is worse when you don't know English, but you only know two words in English, which is shuffle and mix, right? Shuffle, mix, mix. Yeah. mix. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what's weird is when I used to watch Danny, and, and you know how you watch Danny and you want to be Danny, and so you start speaking uh -huh. as if you're Spanish, even when you're English. <laughs> it's so that, dumb. You know what? That's exactly, you know what? Let's circle back, because that's exactly what I mean. You you look at that, and you try to copy that, and you realize, yeah, that works for him. Because mm -hmm. cause I'm, I'm convinced that he doesn't, uh, he's faking the accent, and he speaks perfect English. I'm convinced that he's just like, yeah, hi, my name's Danny Dartis, and uh, I, I really love this style of man. Like, I feel like he speaks perfect, uh, mm. perfect English because he does that bit where he's like, no, 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 what, huh? What number? Four? Fourteen? And he's already gotten the card to the fourteenth position. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's what I think. I mean, he's a liar. Juan does um, the same thing though, doesn't he? Who? Juan Tamers? Yeah. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing where they're like, oh, I, like I don't remember. I don't remember. Six, six seven, six, and then like you, the hand is yeah. just like it's already ready. Yeah. Whenever it's I do an accent. There. It comes out as French because, unless the viewers don't know already, I do speak French. So Ooh. there we go. Mm. <laughs> but that's better than a gringo Spanish, uh, which my Spanish has now been downgraded to that just because I don't speak it as much. And it's this uh, weird combination of like, eh? No, no entiendo. Okay? No, 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 dude. No, mira. Look. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, well, wow. it's like a very trashy Cuban. Uh, I, uh, Spanish was actually my first language, mm. so I didn't know English for for the first ten years of my life. Oh, and then uh, a very nice woman taught me um, uh, taught me English, and from then on, I was. Hey, in, in, my name is Big uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love a magic. I love magic tricks. Magic tricks? Yeah. Okay. And then now I don't know. Like my Spanish is is terrible by uh, by Miami standards. <laughs> I think I had a question. So, let me, yeah. Let me... But uh, yeah. What was I gonna say the uh, Danny Dartis? Um, I don't know if you could keep this or not. But uh, in, in Magi Fest, right? Mm. Uh, when he's walking around, there's just a palpable smell on him. It's not a bad scent. It's not a bad scent. But it's a very, um, I would say, green scent. Just a, a very nice green. Just, ah, oh, okay. Now I know how he's uh, so creative. Yeah. He joins yeah. the long list of uh, yeah of creators. Yeah, yeah, creators that just, you know, just... Cheat mode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah, mix, mix the cards. I just like to watch them be mixed. <laughs> Well, speaking of this, I once, I once, I once heard you pick cake. Um, yo, I'm gonna do a Cuban thing from now on. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> you recently said in a in a video I was watching that, like, if you met, um, like, I don't know, if you, if you went to the Spanish school and you like had a, like, wrestling match with them, like one by one, you'd probably like beat them. I think that's kind of like interesting. So, like, what's the psychology behind that? <laughs> Wait, if I went to a Spanish school, I'd beat them. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, like the Spanish school, you know, like Tamariz, Danny. Oh, like I'm sensing some like okay. antagonistic, you know, like I don't know, because I, I swear, I actually before the podcast, you were telling us how like if you saw them on a if you if you met them on a street, like it wouldn't end well. No, no, no. Yes, I'll self defense. Uh, if if I was walking by the street and Danny Darkies was coming towards me, and I interpret his walk as being uh, unfriendly, at that point, I have my uh, I have every right to to self defense you know, protect myself, right? So I have every right to just Goldberg spear him, to Bill Goldberg spear him through the trash can. So I'm, I'm a very sensitive guy when it comes to my self-defense, okay? So if I feel uh, alarmed or attacked, even verbally, <laughs> you're going to get a, a stone-cold stunner, okay? But wow. uh, but that, it's funny that you brought that up because there are different schools of thought when it cannot not, uh, tie this back to the virginity. Uh, and you see that, for example, of like the, the, the UK, the school of thought when it comes to, to magic, the Spanish school of thought, the uh, South American, the, um, I want to say Asian school of thought, that they all literally are gods at sleight of hand. So it's funny <laughs> to see that where you're from yeah. dictates your style of magic. Yeah, if you're, if you're from this place, you're good. <laughs> if you're, if yeah, you're but are different. Uh, people, I mean, in the, in the UK, you have pretty much uh, just a, a Darren Brown uh, school for, for forever of, of people doing that nod thing that he did back in the, the 90s where he would just nod constantly and then every UK magician would just emulate that. And then Spanish magicians, you know, you have uh, Gabby Paredes, you have uh, Danny D'Artis, Juan Tamaris. Uh, obviously, they all were influenced by Juan Tamaris, Dodo Lascano, and all those other people. But they, they all have the same uh, storytelling style. And it's, it's funny to see that where you're from dictates at least, uh, you know, I would say a majority part of your, your magic just based on where you are. The, the Americans, they just copy everything. Mm. We just copy everything. So wh whatever we think is cool, we copy. But from from Spain and UK and, and Asia, parts of Asia, uh, really where they're from dictates how they interpret magic, which is uh, a little bit interesting. I guess if uh, there was a, a doctor, like a, if there was mm. a doctorate in magic, that'd be a good doc dissertation to have. 
Yeah, but yeah, just, yeah. to get even more meta, it's like I don't know. Is it like dictated a bit by like how magicians are perceived as well? Though it's like they perform how they believe that they sh- they are perceived by the public. As far as like, if you think about the amount of magicians' names that people actually know in the world, mm-hmm. it's it's like Dan Brown, maybe you know, <laughs> and then you have like David Blaine. Pretty much everyone knows him. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. have like Pantella, and then if you go to Europe, I I think. Like Quantum Reach is, is bigger over there as far as like people might know who he is in Spain. No, I he's like Dynamo. Dynamo. Yeah, Dynamo um, you've got. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like the list kind of like fades out from that point forward. It's kind of interesting. It's like I don't know, people's like perception of how magicians should perform almost like <laughs> shapes how they should. And there's such a there's such a small range. Like either you'd like literally in the UK, it's like who do people know? Like yeah, the English it. magicians, like Dan Brown, like Dynamo. It's like either that's you're it. like a cardist person and you're really good. Um, or yeah, you you're gonna blow my mind with like mentalism. It's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, I should well, probably you're, know. You're emulating what works. You're emulating what works essentially. Right. So you see it working for him, and you're like, man, I bet Darren Brown gets all sorts of ass. And then you realize, oh, he gets the wrong sort of ass for you know most people. Um, so you you find a copy, and you're like, okay, yeah, that works for him. And Dynamo, you know, you you see Dynamo in his specials and his TV specials and and all that, and you you see that it works and the reactions he gets, especially on that David Blaine style of magic where it's not focused on the magician, it's focused on the reactions. And and mm. you see that and you go, oh, I want that. I want that. Um, Murray Dynamo had a, a very cringy video where he was actually down here in Miami and uh, he was at a club doing artistry to the music that was playing in the, the club. And I, I remember seeing that video and I wanted to, uh, I'm trying to think of another wrestling move. Uh, I wanted Jeff Hardy Swanton Bomb, the monitor, after seeing that, just out of anger uh, and the cringe. But it worked for him. Definitely worked for him. So, you know. Yeah, I should um cut in. Speaking of like a uh, cultural tends tendencies, I guess the the mm-hmm. British tendency of being polite. I should mention I totally uh threw Pickeg a curveball because he he did not mention how much he wants to fight Phantom Reeves in the street. I was just curious to see whether he would uh, go with it, and the fact that he did actually kind of worries me more. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Was that yeah. Accurate? Yeah. Did, I, did I like just get that right? Like, <laughs> Was that like well, I challenge people to fight one? all the time. Yeah, especially in those older videos, I, I guess. And I'm, I'm, I guess I missed the fact that probably in that video that you watched, I, I mentioned about fighting Juan Tamaris. I could take him. I could take him. In the magic community, there, there are certain people that I know that I could probably pulverize. And uh, Juan Tamaris is definitely one that I could, um, I could probably take him without even arms. Like with my, with my arms tied behind my back, I could probably take him uh, easy. Uh, Danny D'Artisa might have a hard time. You know, he's a big dude. Uh, but I'm trying to think who else I could easily take without even question. Wow. Peter Turner is another one that I could. He's I could, so strong. Without even a 78 yeah. year old man. It's impressive. Yeah, you know, it's I intimidating. Don't, I, don't, I don't pride myself on that. Uh, but I, I do pride myself on my ability to to destroy him. You know, at will. <laughs> so you know, he, he has every opportunity to come at me too. You know, that's what I'm saying. Mm. But if he, you know, if he decides to in the street corner and and uh, he gives me a, a, a look that really makes me feel like i'm intimidated well just know <laughs> i'm hitting first all right one tamarice i'm hitting first he's famous for those looks that make people feel intimidated yeah so he's he not, not a be... smiling man yeah wait what Are you... if he's anywhere that i am he better watch out <laughs> he's 78 <laughs> years old it's a joke benji come on okay. So, you, you got lost at that point? That's got where lost, you yeah. started. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, hold on, he's 78 years old. Yeah. 
Wow, dude, he's looked 78 for like 50 years. Yeah. It's almost like Yeah. My good. Yeah. Have you seen videos of him in the 80s? Like in the 70s? Yeah, I think I've seen I've seen um like restaurant kind of like table hopping videos. Dude, same thing. It's like uh you he aged wonderfully after aging terribly. You know, like he's kept the yeah. same look mm-hmm. for 50 years. But after that, like I, I imagine from ages one through maybe 30, you know, terribly aged. But then from 30 onward, he just stayed the same like that. The man found the, is that the reverse fountain of youth? Maybe. It's, like George, that it's like George Clooney. It's like mm-hmm. he just suddenly became beautiful. It's like. Really? Some George Clooney's always been hot. He's always been hot. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know, man. I'm not a fan of young, young Clooney. No. Okay. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, personal I, preference, though. Uh huh. Yeah, you you like your uh, okay. All right, let's not delve into uh, different <laughs> men that we find attractive. Okay. I think that's gonna take a, a bad turn. Different podcast, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Benji, do you have, did you have a question? Um. Do um, we have any? Yeah, I'm just looking up young Clooney. Just <laughs> yeah. I actually do. I'm starting to find myself corrected. To be fair. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, he has the all the the makings of a of a handsome man, a chiseled jaw, right? And then mm. um, I imagine he's of average height. You know how odd it is that uh, I, just to to circle back on the magic convention, I'm like the shortest guy there, dude. How short are five you? Two. I'm five two, man. Whoa. Five two. You know what that is? You know how hard that hey, is, dude. I don't think you can fight. I think Quentin Reese would beat you, mate. Oh, are you kidding me? I would destroy that old. Even if I was four <laughs> nine, all right. There's not even a chance. Do you know how hard it is to even talk to, to women? I have to trick them into to laughing. And then I go, oh, all right, I already <laughs> broke your barrier. You know, now now I'm in. Now I'm in. But but at least uh, at, a, at like aesthetic wise, like it's hard, man. It's hard hmm. being uh, being short. I blame my short fat mom. She's like a little meatball. And uh, it didn't help that she decided to marry a short Arab man. And because of that, I decided to pop out of there. So you you kind of have to break the cycle and marry like a seven foot woman. Oh yeah, that's that's another one. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I think yeah. I have to at this point. I, anything would, that I get and they'd, is, they'd still be short. I don't think it would compensate enough. No, no. But I, I I've heard there are certain pills you could take. Hmm. That's not true. That's it's that's <laughs> What's that legal? That's the one thing that you're saying is not true. That's what yeah. you, that's what you're going to create yourself. No, the rest is yeah. I, I could destroy yeah. one tamaris. <laughs> well, here's the worst part. Um, one of the conventions that I went to, he was supposed to be there, but he didn't go, I guess, because uh-huh. of, uh, I don't know, bad knees or something. Heard you would be Weak. there. <laughs> Weak. Yeah, but uh, it's just shame, man. I want to I, I be able to, this whole pandemic thing, kind of put a tamper mm-hmm. on all these things. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to uh, over to UK in February. I wanted to, um, there's a couple other places, Vegas, uh, supposedly in, in March. But, you know, all these things kind of uh, went away with this selfishly. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, man, I could have gone to all these places, but selfishly. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. We kind of we kind of have to wait. Same thing with uh, this lecture idea that I have. It's gonna have to wait till you know whenever it is that uh, things get somewhat reasonably back to normal. Yeah, let me let me ask you a question real quick. Mm-hmm. We'll probably end it soon, but we have a question here that I actually now that I see the question, I'm curious. So I we were looking at um Eric Jones's uh, metal project the other day. Mm-hmm. And we found like a like a pig cake shout out in there. It's kind of like an Easter egg. Do you know what that's what's that about? Like, what's the story? Yeah, I was that? there. I'm in the demo. I'm in the video. Huh. Isn't it at yeah. your house? It was at your house. No, like no, he was that there, was my. Though. 
yeah, if that was my house, uh, I'd be, uh, I'd be slapping orphans if that was my house. That's a, a very expensive. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, that was a a, a rental in uh, Miami Beach, which is a very um touristy, and that was kind of an affluent, uh, I guess rental place that they had where they were shooting at. But mm. uh, I was also on the the How to Read Minds kit. So Illusionist mm. came down to Miami twice. And uh, that's why I met Turner, unfortunately. And, um, we, you know, I, I was following them as they, they shot all the videos and, and all that stuff. And in the Metal 5, I was uh, one of his, uh, one of Eric Jones's playthings. Mm. So that's why they graciously thanked me. If you look at the demo video, you can see my stupid, uh, dilapidated, somewhat drunk self there. Uh, same thing with the, um, the How to Read Minds kit. If you look at that, I am uh, demolished. I'm demolished at that point because they gave me, first of all, I met, um, I met them up at a, a pub that we had and, uh, they're like, Hey, what do you want uh, to drink? I'm like, I don't know, like a Coke. And they go, no, 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 to drink. Like it's 12 o'clock. It's noon. They go, yeah. Okay. So I, they gave me two whiskeys back to back. And then we went to the penthouse and I had, I think two other whiskeys back to back. I just kept drinking along. By the end of the day, I was demolished. Maybe that's how they get it. That, that, well, that, you are pretty that's, sure. So I guess that, yeah. that doesn't help either. Yeah. Way. It doesn't take a lot of liquor to get me uh <laughs> to get me walking around confused. Yeah. But they just kept feeding me. And then the, the weird part too that I that I found kind of odd is that and this is the first time I met Turner there, that he um they were ordering tea at the bar. Like, oh, can I get a cup of tea? Like it's a fucking bar. Why are you ordering tea at a bar? And apparently that's a thing at pubs. Is that yeah. a thing at like pubs? Yeah, Do they have tea uh... there? Mate, tea's everywhere. It's it's Mate, it's it's an infection. That's nuts. And then you guys also call tea time dinner time, well, right? Yeah, like what we call dinner, things. you guys call tea time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on your region. Changeable, really. Yeah, they're basically the same. It's nuts. Okay, and we're confusing playing football with our hands. Yeah, dude. Okay. Question: Am I right? Did does Eric Jones actually drive a Lamborghini? Does Eric Jones actually drive a Lamborghini? Well, when he was here. Uh, I didn't see him drive any vehicles because uh, I guess they were only here temporarily. So the only interaction that I had with him was uh, then, you know, during that particular mm -hmm. shooting. Ah, uh, no, he wasn't driving a Lambo. But <laughs> crazy, it's know? crazy how they just put that stock footage of a Lamborghini into Metal Five. Oh nice yeah, guy. yeah. Stock yeah. footage. Wait, of was, a that, was that you it? driving a Lambo? Pick it. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't Eric? It was your right? Lambo. It must be you. Yeah, it was my Lambo. Yeah, I, I let them borrow for that one particular shot. That, that's that's the. Go ahead. I was so confused because I was like, it's just like a bunch of shots of Miami Beach and then there's just a Lambo, but no one ah, gets out of it. That so would have was, been a better shot, yeah. I was kind of like, that must just be stock. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm going to get corrected by Illusionist. But No, 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 no. It's not stock. It's, it's, uh, no, it is a Lambo. It's, yeah, there's a very big culture here in faking it till you make it, right? And what a lot of people do is that they, they vacation in Miami and, and part of their budget is we're going to rent like a very expensive luxury car and, and try to, you know, pick up chicks. So a lot of people do that here uh, to the point where these car rental companies are making millions a year because they know that these suckers are just going to rent Lambos. And uh, so you see them driving all along uh, Ocean Drive and Washington uh, Avenue. You have them driving along in, in Lamborghinis that are rental cars that they're paying, you know, $1,000 a day for uh, just to try to entice women. And everyone knows the game. Everyone's like, yeah, we know it's a rental. You know, so it's like you're not impressing anybody. If anything, you're impressing people with your lack of, of financial uh, decision making. 
Yeah, don't they don't they realize that a deck of cards only costs five dollars? Yeah, yeah, that's the other one. That's uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, that's an aphrodisiac <laughs> playing card. They just they don't know how to deal with it. You know, uh, funny enough, the bar that I go to a lot, which is uh, I live nearby a, a nice bar, they found my Instagram account. Right, so Ooh. they were like, "Oh, you do card tricks? You do that?" What? And they, 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 they kept trying to entice me to do it. I will never, I will never, if I'm told to do a card trick, do a card trick. Mm. I'm not gonna do that, especially at a bar that I frequent. I'm not gonna become that guy. It's like, hey, man, show me another card trick. No, no, it's you're card have trick, to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, watch my videos. All right, don't, don't fucking tell me do a card trick. I'm not gonna do that. It's not a monkey boy. Uh, that and and also, it, are you I, scared, um, bro? Is that why you're scared? Are yeah. you even good, bro? Can you even? Do I'll show it, him bro? a key card trick. I'll show him. Uh, <laughs> I'll kill him with a key card trick. But yeah, I uh, I don't want to become that guy. Then you can be, become magic guy. You know, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I just want to be me. How do you? How do you? Yeah. What is? Though? What is your? What is your cover? What's your line? Is you, yeah, like, your, yeah, well, like, what do you do for a living? Um, uh, Patreon. What, what do you? Co- I'm in marketing. I'm an is editor. You? I I edit videos. Huh. I edit videos. I've actually had this conversation with a lot of people that they're like, "Oh man, what do you do?" I'm like, "I edit, you know, things." Oh, you edit videos? Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, this, this, whatever. And then they go, "But what? Like, but for what?" And they keep pestering. And then eventually, I thought I can have a YouTube channel. All right, have a YouTube channel. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you what it is or what it's for. And eventually, it just gets the to the escalating anger. I do card tricks. Are you happy? Card magic. I do card mat. So it gets to the point where it's like an angry. Uh, uh, expression of what it is that I do, but it always takes like twenty minutes. I see why your dates are going say. bad. You know. Well, yeah, they they go bad uh, because of that, and then uh, I have to lie. I'd be like, "What do you?" And do? then you stand oh, yeah. up. You're always sitting down <laughs> when they stand up. <laughs> and they go, "Who let the kid in? Who let the kid into the bar here?" Well, funny enough, uh, to compensate for that, I I ride a, a somewhat heavy motorcycle um, that looks too big for my body. Uh, so that kind of, you know, that you, you see that and then you look at the picture of me and you go, oh, shit, man. Okay, cool. This guy. And then you see me stand up next to anything like a table and you go, oh, mm. the table's taller. Okay, never mind. So I yeah. try to compensate in different ways, uh, like smoke cigars. You know, that's kind of like manly. A child wouldn't do that per se. Um, but it doesn't cover Honestly, up the fact though, that. A Cuban child? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're the ones rolling it. So they might yeah. as well smoke the, uh, the thing that they're doing. Uh, but yeah, there and, and man, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, cigars that like traditionally rolled cigars in Cuba, they're spitting in those months. Like they don't care. They'll the, in order to seal like the cigar mm. to the the other, they'll bind it. Uh, usually, they use a thing called fruit pectin. That's that's what you know you're supposed to use here. They'll they just spit in that, and that's how they seal the cigars uh, in certain places. And people smoke them. People smoke them. Wow. And the, mm. the uh, people love them. I think it was the more you know. The more you know, yeah. Cuban cigars are the best. They taste uh, good, unique, yeah, because you have nothing but spittle on there. Yeah, this took a turn, right? This took a turn. Yeah, I think well, specifically I don't know for my... when we stopped talking about magic, but it feels <laughs> like a while ago at this point. There were some yeah. good bits, though. I feel like the yeah, bits on magic. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't think. I mean, I think. Uh, I think it's enjoyable. Points there. I do. I I have the capacity to talk about magic. I, I mentioned it earlier. I love magic, and and I've been in it twenty one years essentially. Um, but you know, magicians are just, uh, and this is a more recent dislike because it's only been recently through the channel and through, uh, you know, attending events and stuff that I've interacted with magicians and I've seen it per se, but, uh, you know, I've always loved magic and I'm not going to stop. Uh, and it, it was something that I was afraid of doing videos 
because you know you're you do your hobby as a living and as a way that you make money and eventually you're going to hate it and uh luckily for me i haven't gone to that point yet but happens to a lot of people happens to a lot of people they start doing what they love and uh they they unfortunately get mm -hmm. to the point where they start to hate it because it becomes something you have to do as opposed to something that you like doing um but you know for me i i i still love reading stuff looking up old videos looking up uh I don't tend to be on top of what's out in the market currently, um, mm. but uh, you know it's there in passing. Uh, my, the, the one thing that I'm looking forward to is if uh, Illusionist ever decides to do Ninja Three, I'm gonna be so pissed if I'm not a part of that. I've told them, <laughs> dude, I'd I will shoot it, I will edit it, I will do everything you need. All right, just and I think they're doing it, so I need to just uh, continue uh, pestering them to make sure that I'm on that. We'll uh, we'll send, we'll shoot them an email on your behalf and everyone that's listening, hopefully as well. That way you I hope you'll be part yeah. you'll be part of the revolution. Yeah, I mean I, I got Tell the phone to Brad earlier today, so we're pretty, we're pretty sorry. in fake cake and ninja three. That's the other part, by the way. When Brad Christian was down here and um, they they were doing a how to read minds kit, he called me babe like twice, right? And uh, wow. yeah, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, thanks, babe. And I go what. And then uh, he did it again. Like he said, "Hey, can you hand me that thing over there?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, sure. Here, I'll sell. Thanks, babe." And then um, recently, he was asked, "Like, hey, uh, babe, what is that? Like, babe, is that something you call people?" And he goes, "No, no, that's something you call, you know, uh, like women." And I go, "Oh, great." So Brad Christian called me babe, yeah. and I feel like Brad Christian thinks that I'm his woman. Do you feel like violated or happy about that, though? Uh, a little bit both. You know, I feel happy in a sense that Daddy Braddy. Uh, is acknowledging me in that uh, capacity, but I'm also kind of disappointed that he's only in it for the body. You know, he's only in it for the, the physical features, right? I wanted to love mm -hmm. my mind. That's why you're pushing the ninja thing so hard. I guess. That's why I want I want to be in there so bad with the eyeliner coming out of yeah. a Lambo. That'd be better coming out of a Lambo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like a children's size Lambo. I don't know if they have those, but I managed to find one, and uh, I would love to be a part of that. I think they're they're coming back down here to shoot something, so. I'll try to pester him then. All right, perfect. Um, I think we do have one last question for you, Pickaxe. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm actually kind of interested to to get this one to get your take on this because mm. we we kind of ask all, all people that come on uh our podcast this um <laughs> essentially what is the point of magic as far as there's a lot of problems in the world you know there's a lot of things that we could be solving uh there's a lot of mental energy that a lot of intelligent people use on solving magical problems mm -hmm. um what's the point i mean what where is magic's place in society and why do you continue to do it well it, it's the same as any art technically it's the same as any uh like music is the same as art art per se uh, in terms of you know that visual means it's to distract you from the fact that you're dying that's technically it <laughs> i mean <laughs> What is it really? It's a waste of time. <laughs> it's like a cartridge. You know, you're showing somebody something that shouldn't exist and you're saying it exists and it only exists It only exists in this temporary sort of bubble that you create, right? It's a distraction. It's a, it's a distraction. I think it's a needed one. Uh, they, they did a study. I forgot the terms of it, uh, some case study a while ago about um, the importance of entertainment to, to an individual that uh, I believe uh, they did it with uh, people that weren't necessarily doing well financially and uh, they see how they distributed money and even in starvation they allocated a certain amount of the money to entertainment 
regardless of anything. So even if they weren't necessarily, um, you know, uh, finding all the money to eat, they were still finding enough money to to dedicate to some sort of entertainment, which is uh, quite absurd as uh, humans. But it's a needed thing that we have. Uh, we need distractions from time to time. And magic, I think, fits the bill perfectly because it allows somebody to experience something that shouldn't otherwise exist in this planet, uh, even fake, you know, for, for just a temporary amount of time. Uh, in the 90s, I remember um, Siegfried and Roy in the World's Greatest Magic Specials, and uh, they opened a couple of them, and they would say, you know, oh, uh, forget about what problems you have in your life. Forget about what you're doing or, or you know, medical issues or whatnot, if you can uh for for just this hour and try to just relax and try to see this and and don't try to you know think of methods just let this be a, a temporary place where you are enjoying this magic and enjoying what we're presenting to you and uh i think that's a needed thing and that's why i want to see magic done uh you know i want to see magic keep going i don't want uh this uh idea that people have of of saying that magic's over that youtube's killing magic or other uh, means are killing magic it's never going to end, and and hopefully we could prolong it for as long as we can to keep that wonderment going. But yeah, it's a distraction from death. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, no, it's it's always interesting to hear like what people have to say. What do people say? Do people typically like, magic is this wonderful thing that we keep as a treasure? Like, what do people say typically? Yeah, let me think um, about it. Um, well, to be fair, some people. I guess the reason we asked is, uh, well, the first time we asked somebody, it was Andy Gladwin. He was like, yeah, I, he didn't really know at the time. He said he'd think about it, um, but he seemed to think it was a decent co decent question. So uh, most people, hey, question. yeah, question. most people right. tend a lot to, about the individual. yeah, I mean, they mm -hmm. tend to go down the, the wonder route. But I mean, I, I guess yeah. it doesn't really matter, like, whether or not they're right. Because I, I think if they think that, that's enough, right? Like, it would be disingenuous, like you say, if you if you did it, but you didn't think that. But I think... The majority of people we speak to genuinely do think that, and then if that is the case, huh. then like perception becomes the reality, right? Well, they do it for a living, so they kind of have to. You know, they're not going to say, "Oh, magic is crap; it's terrible," because like, oh, you're downplaying your existence in life, technically. Yeah, I mean, not all, not all. Not, I guess not everyone does it for a living, though. I guess so. Not everyone has that agenda. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, look at that. I'm just realizing things that I should be uh, infinitely <laughs> happy not about. Every, not every magician is a professional. That's surprising. Man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's just a, a revelation to me. Uh, but then again, yeah, you're right. It is magic. So to find uh, employment in that, especially now is rough, hmm. especially now, because your, your whole thing is predicated on touch a card, go ahead, you know? Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. So for that, to, to this thing really kind of put a, a screwball in hmm. magic. What do you guys think of Zoom shows? I guess I ended here real quick uh, for when I'm interviewing you. Chris, <laughs> what do you think of this whole Zoom thing? I haven't really watched many, so I don't know if I have... Uh... I guess maybe that is the <laughs> maybe that is my take. I haven't really watched any. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I, I can't judge because I haven't seen any. But it's yeah, not magic. The it's not one magic. piece of magic yeah. that I did see that I did enjoy, um, the, the only piece of Zoom magic that I've watched, um, is we just had a uh, Adrian Lacroix on the podcast, huh? and he just like we just, he's like, oh, do you want to see something I'm working on? And we were like, yeah, sure. And so we just like jumped on a Zoom call with him afterwards, and he uh, uh -huh. showed us one of his effects. And it was really cool. I mean, it was like very, very like impressive. And yeah, I don't, my day like, I don't get, so... I don't get offended by magic. That's been over Zoom. You know, it's like if it's good magic, I guess it's good magic. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. I get offended by magic in general. So I mean, it doesn't yeah, matter maybe. if it's on Zoom or not. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it just where... accentuates that. Yeah. yeah, the loneliness aspect of it. 
but I'm like, but magic do. needs to be this thing that you have to have uh, in person. I feel like it's it's best either in person or I mean, coming again from a guy that does it online. Uh, but that's teaching. That doesn't count, right? But magic, I, th- I think, is a better sure. thing to be experienced uh, in person. And uh, these Zoom things really kind of, and uh, the part that I'm kind of also salty about is the marketing of it. So magicians that don't own cell phones are now uh, claiming to be Zoom experts and experts in, in this you know new media that we've only figured out for the past eight months. It's like, uh, you know, I don't think so. I'm not going to trust a guy that doesn't know how to open up uh, Safari on his phone for uh, advice on how to do a Zoom show, you know? The one thing I do doubt, the one thing I do doubt, and I I don't know, is I don't doubt that a lot of magicians are doing great shows in it and they're they're working hard on it. Mm -hmm. What I doubt is that I can't see in my head like a company being like, you know what we need right now is a Zoom magic show. It must be, right? Because they get hired, but I I just can't see as as a person in a company, I can't can't see myself making that call. Because there are private shows, there are private Zoom shows that I've heard about and guys that are getting paid by like families and, you know, like as if they were doing like a house party, but they do mm-hmm. it over Zoom, which I just find odd. Because imagine you have a, a Zoom show for, for like a group of people that are watching through a, a monitor or a camera or something like that in their house and the magician's in, you know, his house with stuff. I just find it kind of odd, but that's the norm now for, for 2020 mm-hmm. and 2021. But uh, I do I miss know. that. I do miss the, the hands-on approach i kind of take the view of like i don't want to be so i don't know i don't want to get trapped into that mindset where i'm you know like oh like i don't want to adapt because it's new and like different as far as like and then i just reject you know it's kind of like i don't know it's kind of like the same thing with books where it's Mm -hmm. like for a long time i was like oh no i only buy physical books and then i realized that that's like it's just sometimes it's just easier to have it on kindle (laughs) and i'm getting like the same thing out of it you know so i i don't want to be in that mindset where it's like oh like this is new and like oh it's always better in person like Uh uh-huh because it's kind of like i feel like that's just kind of like a closed mindset Mm. as far as yeah you're right you're right for me i'm just like you know if people are enjoying it over zoom and people still want it over zoom and like that's all we can do anyway like good like Mm -hmm. good on you like (laughs) keep doing yeah you have to people are liking it then and i'm not gonna just yeah yeah. go ahead no so it's uh, i think maybe the difference is that i think it can be enjoyable over zoom no doubt definitely power mm-hmm. to the players like respect to people doing it. it's definitely they can definitely make a great show i just think as someone watching it like when i've seen i guess maybe this is unfair to judge because they weren't doing it as a show but like when i've jammed with magicians and they've done stuff over zoom versus when i've seen them in real life they tend to just be more fooling in real life i don't know why that is but that's nothing to do mm-hmm. with the enjoyable nature well, it's just of like the medium of like technology right? mm-hmm. we're just so distrustful of it as mm-hmm. far as like oh this could be edited this is like video because we've seen so much cgi because like you know all of us have seen avatar <laughs> it's like anything avatar. that's video oh okay well screw you but anyone that uh, <laughs> has seen avatar well i don't know which avatar you're talking about like the blue people movie or both. avatar last airbender both i haven't <laughs> seen any yeah and you yeah, I'm an awful and person. you spend all your time on the internet come on <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i know it's yeah. atrocious Anyway, but you're, you're right. People yeah, have yeah, seen CGI it. stuff, you know. It's like I don't know. People are. Mm. I don't know. There can be that inherent distrust of like the virtual, I guess, medium. Yeah, one um, thing I. But that is uh, one thing I see as a dis, like a actually, yeah. yeah. I'll let PK have his say because I, I would. No, I was going to say to to be a you. massive hypocrite, uh, to be a massive hypocrite, and and after touting uh, that the effect is the only thing that matters and, and all this stuff. But these guys are doing some crazy shit with Zoom. Like, uh, mm. there are these things that I've seen that's like a, a guy holding, you know, a prediction 
right? Like a straight up prediction. Somebody names anything in the world, they turn it over seamlessly and it's the thing that's written on it. And it's done mm -hmm. through, you know, freezing certain parts of the screen and, and changing things, switching things in and out. And sometimes tracking mm -hmm. on the paper perfectly well, like they, they've somehow mm -hmm. managed to, to track. Like there's some crazy methods going mm -hmm. on with Zoom, but I think that uh, it's that uh, that curse of David Blaine, right? The, the curse of David Blaine where, or, or Chris Angel specifically, I think David Blaine did it when, when he did the levitation bit right in that uh that first street magic special that he levitated 37 feet into the fucking air i don't know if you remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like that chris angel bit where they do something that's so ridiculous in you know the the means of tv or, or through video that they can't ever replicate that in person so people have that expectation of you when they hear that you're a magician you're like oh yeah so you could stick your hand through a glass no i uh, no pick a card shut up pick a card. yeah so it's it's that sort of thing that in, in Zoom is unfortunately doing, that it's uh, setting a high standard that magicians aren't going to be able to replicate. That's interesting. Yeah, but how many people are watching Zoom magicians? Like <laughs> it's not like the average person you meet on the street and you're trying. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Trick. There's quite a bit. It, it's it's an odd thing for me to see and and see it from people that are doing consultations and stuff for for other magicians that are doing Zoom shows. Uh, Xavier is one. Xavier Spade that he's been doing some, and I'm like, how the fuck are people doing this? Like, how is this still a viable thing that people are able to do? But apparently, people pay for people pay for Zoom magic shows. One thing that's uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know so much about, but virtual magic in that I don't know. Say the the deck is in the audience's hand. They do like self work and stuff, kind of like Tamaris verbal magic. I think it's impress. I don't know. It's like impressive the method, obviously, but I don't know. There's some element of it where it's like you almost don't want to, even if it it's a great trick, you don't really feel very impressed, right? Because you know, you know, you were the one that did it. Like, there's no way that the magician had his like used any kind of skill to get you to do it, apart from the skill of telling you to do it. Yeah, and it's never, uh, it's never like okay, and and go ahead and uh, on that card is the name of your loved one. It's like mm -hmm. I want you to just spell out the word magic. M A G I great and that's your card yeah that's what I thought you know it's never yeah. any of that especially just because of the limitations but uh, but it's just still crazy to see what people are doing online and and through uh, the means of that but yeah. in terms of real shows I don't think that they're ever going to be able to take advantage of of uh, that technology when things go back to somewhat normalcy you know they're not going to be able to yeah. have that clean if it goes back thing. that's the thing like, if, why not. Yeah. Why not create yeah. that niche of Zoom magic? Why not just have live magic and Zoom magic? I don't know. That's my thing. I'm like, why? Why does it have to be a war between well, I both? The, I don't know. It's not really. It's for just me. like we'll find out, right? The market decides. If nobody yeah. pays, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. It's, it, it's like the same debate of like, should people go back to the office if their productivity is higher at home? It's kind of like, Who I don't is know. That? I, yeah, that's I, another I, one. Like, I don't really care. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm just like. <laughs> Maybe that's just weird, but like uh, I don't have yeah, that. I mean, like, we don't run like a five hundred employee. Company. Yeah, no, no, no. I guess I just mean like, do I think like, obviously, is human interaction better in person? Yes, but like, mm -hmm. if productivity is better at home and people like being around their families, is that bad? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't want to get like so, so attached to my own dogma that mm -hmm. like I reject everything I see. You know, like as far as. So I I don't know I I think there's a whole discussion to be had there it's a which lot of can had but yeah <laughs> as far as I, I don't know it's it's hard because you're like but humans should be in person with each other like human connection in person is always better you know but well, like, for me it, for yeah me, I, I yeah and that might be different for somebody else yeah, yeah but... no that's what I'm saying and for me I agree but like 
if someone still has connection over virt- is that bad i don't know it's like uh, it's just hard you know like it's I, not a bad thing yeah exactly and, and yeah. yeah my my assumption is that uh for example in that world that would mean that every magic in person or all magic in person would be great and not to be fair some magic in person is fucking terrible right. uh i was gonna mention the first show i ever been to was was the, the first magic show i never went to a magic show i was doing magic at that point for 15 years the first magic show i went to is the worst thing i've ever seen in my entire fucking life it's the absolute worst show that they were playing and uh, i can't believe they actually uh I don't know, call themselves professionals. Like they was on stage, they had like you know their own mm. um, marketing and stuff. Oh boy, that was a fun one. What about um while we're tackling really important issues that yeah. <laughs> we're gonna solve definitely right here? What about um yeah? How do you feel about? Because I know what you're saying, and I kind of agree. You know when you say oh, effects, blah blah blah, effects. You know, not method. Huh? But there is some part of me that kind of recoils at the usage of gimmicks. And I don't know why, but I just don't like it, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I, I respect it, but I just don't like it, you know? Well, uh, what do you mean by gimmick? Like, give me a... Just anything, you know, anything like, that's not... Like, like I don't know, say, yeah, I don't know. Let's say you're doing a, a spellbound routine. Mm-hmm. The, the alternative, right? One of them is that you have a you have two coins and you're really doing this like hand. The other one is that it's like a double-faced coin, right? It's like, even if it looks better on the other one, I don't know, there's some part of me that just... just but for you, is it a practicality I... thing, or is it a moral thing, or, or an ethical, or some sort of weird argument in that sense? Or is it just you don't like to carry those things extra? I just don't like them. I don't know, maybe... I, I don't really know why. It's just not... Okay, because let me it's tell not... you, just perusing through like these, uh, like the Magic Cafe and all these things... Dude, there is a there is a substantial virginity for purists in magic. Mm. Like, I don't use any gimmicks. Like, mm. I'm just a purist when I come. Like, that's a thing. Like, you should go find a woman and impregnate her and try to please. Because it's like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what does that even mean? I mean, obviously, I'm never going to downplay the use of a gimmick. Although, the thoughts of having to carry anything extra, I think, is what I'm more against. Yeah. So I don't like typically carrying lazy, stuff on me. There you go. Yeah, so so your magic would be catered towards just using things, maybe cards. But even mm. the thought of carrying a deck around me is enough. Like, I don't want to do mm. that. Like, I don't want to carry playing cards on me. So that, to me, it's it's um, a 40-year-old virgin has the best, uh, I think, uh, uh, way that I uh, approach it, which is, you know, Steve Perel's character, he pulls a giant coin from this girl's ear, and then he pulls a giant ear from behind her ear, and he goes, oh, you know, this coin. And then she goes, so you carry those all day? and wait for you know you do a trick and it's the same thing with cards like so you have cards on you and you've been waiting all day to for somebody to go what do you do to take the cards out like it's it's a very that's your first impression typically Mm. so i wouldn't i tell that a lot and people tend to you know send me emails and and comments and and messages saying like i carry cards because of you know i love magic and i shuffle cards to help my anxiety i'm like yeah okay there's nothing wrong with that but keep in mind what you're presenting to a person you are, oh, what do you, what do you do? Oh, I do magic tricks. Oh, great. Show me something. Okay. Let me take out the deck of cards from my pocket inside of the card clip to protect the card. That's the first impression that you're having, which is a, a magic nerd. And unless that's what you're trying to portray yourself to the audience, just keep in mind that that's, they're making judgments on you based on uh, that alone, just you taking cards out of your pocket. So if that's something that you want to maybe present yourself in a, in a different light, all those things matter. And uh, I don't think magicians see that. 
You know, there's nothing wrong with planting a deck, for example, if, if you're in a certain mm-hmm. environment or putting a deck somewhere or is there a deck behind a bar or something like that. But uh, just the, the thought of you reaching into your pocket and taking out this thing. So to me, a deck of cards would be a gimmick, first mm-hmm. thing, in the same way that you see gimmicks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's not to say that I, don't, I hate card tricks. I love card tricks. You know, I make my living on card tricks. But at the same time, it's, it's, uh, it really adds to that uh, first impression that you can't ever take back from an individual yeah what about that um, makes sense no that makes sense what about with coins though right because coins are a little bit less like that but also mm-hmm. a lot of the coins that we use as magicians yeah. are regular oh like goodness. circulated coins is that noticeable do people pick up on that that's the one that's rough i think uh, in the spectrum of things right so you have this giant spectrum of things and um cards is pretty atrocious uh but i don't think anything compares and I, I, I'm sorry if this is offending you, but uh, when you reach into your pocket and you take out a leatherette coin, oh, uh, your coin's in the background. <laughs> yeah, that was me you dropping. You take out a leatherette, you, you take out a coin sleeve that you have to unravel, and you take out your Morgan silver dollars in front of an audience and go, here I have three silver coins, uh, sorry, three silver coins, and you, please examine, like that sort of thing, you know? Unless you're, if you're doing a professional show, that's fine. Um, you know, if you're, I, I guess, super informal and maybe you're, you're just practicing your stuff, that's okay. But to somebody that you just met, you're taking out the, your, your coins out of a leatherette case from your pocket. Like to me, that's, again, they're already making prejudgments on you and it's going to be hard to reel them back. Mm. Uh, when you, your first, their first impression of you is here's how much care I have to my coins, my special coins that I only use. You know, do people do this. Like, uh, maybe I'm like, <laughs> maybe that's like the whole point you made, but like, I've never like thought like oh i'm gonna like go walk around and like introduce oh, myself man. to people with coins i mean as far as like unless i'm gonna film a video or like yeah well, actually, no no i have i mean i did it as a kid but like for fun yeah. you know like i knew like i'm gonna go like do a card trick for someone and like that's mm-hmm. the interaction that i want i just want to fool someone on the street you know like i'm inspired by david blaine yeah i'm not gonna go like make friends but like i want to go see if my card tricks get results you know i did i've, I've done that as a young kid i probably still do it now mm-hmm. but like when it comes to like, oh, I'm just, I'm like meeting my in-laws, I'm not going to like pull out a deck of cards, you know, like, or if I've got, I, I don't know. Uh, I, what so what if it comes I, up? What if it comes up? Like, what if, for example, oh, what do you do? There's somebody that you just met. What do you do for a living? Oh, I do magic tricks. They're going to say, show me some, right? So yeah. you, you, what do you do with that? I point? guess that's why I never, I don't ever say that. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I don't also like, so I guess that's, uh-huh. like, yeah, maybe that's why, but. I mean, but if so, yeah, I guess, I guess I see what you say. I, I guess I just never had that situation where I'm like, I wouldn't like want to be intrusive to, uh, enough to someone like that. I, for instance, like, you know, you're just like a casual conversation, like mm-hmm. someone sits down on a bus and you're like, oh, like, how's your day going? Like, it's raining. Want to see a magic trick? Like, I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is that that's what I, what I really kind of, uh, it's a double-edged sword when it comes to this uh, perception of street magic or this uh, new thing of street magic. I say new even though, you know, it's been around for fucking ever. Um, but this concept, right? David Blaine did it for a reason. And he was filming a TV show and he was going up to strangers and saying, hey, we're shooting a show. Uh, let me show you some card tricks, right? And the perception among, I feel, the younger audience and even some of the older audience is that that's a style of magic. And yeah, it is bussing. You know, you're, you're trying to get a crowd, but that's a different thing entirely. Because now you're trying to get a crowd, you're trying to work for tips. And I, I think a lot of people took to the streets without any purpose whatsoever, without filming anything, without uh, having 
a distinctive reason other than, oh, I just want to copy what I saw on TV. And that gave or really maybe gave them a negative reaction. And from there, they was heckled. You weren't heckled. You were just doing something that was very weird, which is approach someone and ask them that they want to see something. Whereas approach uh, anyone on the street and <laughs> anyone, yeah. But uh, that was I, I feel the the major takeaway from those uh, those initial television specials that got them so popular here were people emulating that and not understanding. No, there's a film. They're taping it. They're doing it for a television show. They're not just going around to people and going, "Hey, you want to see some?" You know, they're doing it to to for, to have a purpose. And uh, that's the part that I think a lot of magicians kind of misinterpret when they get rejected from people that don't necessarily want to see that as, oh, they, they're just not interested in, in magic. No, it's a weird thing to go up to somebody. They go up to anyone, uh, any stranger and go, hey, you want to see something? They're going to say, fuck no. What are you doing? You know? But um, it, it's the same. Uh, what I'm talking about is, is specifically social context in terms of meeting somebody or getting introduced to somebody or, or maybe you're trying to get to know mm -hmm. someone. And, you know, eventually the topic of your interest is going to come up and, you know, inevitably it's going to it's going to get to their ears that you say, oh, I do magic or it's going to get to them somehow. So what you do at that point really dictates a lot. You know, if you take out a, a giant coin from your pocket, you know, if you if you take out a, a, a coin purse, that's another one that uh, I'm still not used to. The the old letter, the, the fact that, um, you know, you see magic stores are still selling uh, new ways to to. Old coins in coin purses in 2021 is um it's definitely something that i'm uh worried about well what do you do then you know if you want to show a coin trick because you well, kind of sacrifice utility right if you borrow yeah because if you borrow them mm -hmm. maybe they're not the same size all of them it's like i mean i'm, I'm sure you do enough coin stuff to know that it's going to be tough what is your well there it, it goes back to what i said about um necessarily not necessarily overtly carrying it uh mm. but planting it so uh what's yeah, to say that if like you... that's even weirder though bro like you're like i'm gonna plant a coin in like this person's apartment that i just like that's freaking weird bro if they catch you like... yeah it's fucking weird <laughs> no dude that's <laughs> yeah. even weirder than having it in your pocket like you're a freaking freak like oh yeah man, i just found this morgan silver dollar that's worth like 50 dollars in your okay. in your, in oh, your toilet limit. you know what i mean like <laughs> You... I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, dude, it must have dropped out of my pocket while I was pooping. Like, that, that's yeah. weird, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it's a point of, like, dude, just, like, be confident in yourself. Like, who gives a crap? Yeah, maybe they'll judge you. But, like, I, I don't know. At least for me, I'm like, that's dude, you. like, if I'm carrying a silver dollar and someone wants mm -hmm. to see a coin trick, like, I don't give a crap if they judge me. Like, that's their choice. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know? Like, as far yeah. as, like, uh, but if I'm going to go into their house and plant a silver dollar just so that, like, I look cooler socially, I feel like that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? Okay. Like, <laughs> All right. It's it's not necessarily about looking cooler. It's, that, it's, it's about that perception. And for me, it goes back to the experience, right? It goes back to, uh, uh, for example, Malini and... Um, these uh, magicians that go through extraordinary lengths to prepare something that seemed impromptu and that seemed right. like it, it really didn't have. Any so it's, it's more about, it's more about the effect over mm -hmm. the, how they perceive you. As yeah. Far as, be, okay. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't that. plant Morgan silver dollars, you know, and I was like in, in a, in a restaurant, but well, you know, you what's keep, to say? Then you, got, then you got to let them keep it as well. You know? Oh, I guess I found this. Yeah. Here, here take yeah. it. I guess <laughs> here you go. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put it but, back in the microwave. What's this? I was going to say, what's to say that you can't put a gimmick coin in a, in a change on a table? You know, like you're sitting down somewhere and there's a, some change on a the table. They take it, fuck, fuck. But I mean, if imagine the, the difference between 
something like uh, even as something as simple as a coin bite, right? And this is a, a obviously exaggerated example, but something as simple as a coin bite, you pick up uh, a coin from the change room table, you do the coin bite and you put it back, right? To me, that seems like the spectator is going to have a, a way different experience than, oh, I okay, let's see, do you, you have a, the, the same, that was a terrible example, but it's that sort of same thing. You're, you're taking <laughs> this prepared object out of your pocket, whether that's a deck of cards or a coin purse with coins in it for, for whatever reason that you have on you. I think that the experience is going to be amplified to the spectator if, you know, you make it something that they wouldn't otherwise experience, um, I guess, organically, you know, like uh, make it appear more impromptu than anything. What's I think people really attach themselves to that. Yeah. But then I guess that, that goes back to my question is just, do you then only perform things that can be performed using like any coin, you know, cause there are certain coin routines where you kind of need certain, uh, like soft coins. or soft or, or just, you know, uniformity, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if uh, in the times that I do, uh, get to, you know, show something to someone, uh, usually it's with that. It's, it's never with anything that I have on me or, yeah. uh, overtly on me. Um, it would be with something around, Oh, uh, hand me one of those sugar packets. Let me see if this works. No, I saw this somewhere. I learned this a long time ago. Or uh, hand me, uh, you know, again, the change on a table, right? Um, uh, again, planting things wouldn't be that bad. If, for example, a lot of the bars that I go to, they'll have a, a deck of cards. And again, if you get caught planting, yes, that's the biggest <laughs> virgin thing that you could possibly do. I just but got don't this image caught. of just like, oh, maybe don't it's easy caught. for you, mate. I just got this image of like Pick Gig's head like Scurry. pops up from behind the bar. And he's yeah. like, what are you doing there, mate? And you're like, oh, yeah. it's just... Uh, I'll just put a deck of cards here because I've got a date later. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you're. You know what? If you there's nothing. Okay, so again, the spectrum. You need a guy. Right? You need a guy um, on the inside that you can. You can just keep a call. If you get, yeah, you need to be regular. Yeah, dude. If you get caught, so okay, uh, taking a deck of cards out. I think that's that's pretty bad, right? But getting caught planting the deck of cards, I think, is worse than you know taking the coins out of a leatherette protector. From your pocket and handing it to them i think that's way worse in the inner spectrum of things so just try not to get caught that's honestly bro, I, think the advice I, I, I respect this but like my opinion is just like don't as far as like just be confident enough in yourself that i mean mm -hmm. I, you know okay okay here's the thing like if you're if you're using magic to like breach and become someone's friend then mm -hmm. yeah that's maybe that's a little bit again like who cares like i, I guess i don't really judge people if they do that uh what i was mentioning too is that i i guess it's a little bit harder for somebody that doesn't necessarily have uh for example if your affinity is is coin work you know it is going to be a little bit harder to rope that in rather than uh something that i enjoy which is like you know mental stuff yeah. more mentalism oriented things and that's more prone to be able to be shown to people without necessarily having to resort to other uh exterior objects you know um so uh, things like inject for example on your phone that wonderful app that's one thing that doesn't necessarily uh call too much attention to itself especially considering it uses the spectator's mm -hmm. phone but uh, yeah, I think the limit of taking Morgan silver dollars out of your pocket, at least me personally, I'm not a fan of that. That um, I think Jacob's point that, was going to uh, be that um, yeah. like if you're already a known acquaintance, right? You've already established like you. It's not the uh, it's uh -huh. not the factor that's going to decide. You know what I mean? It's kind of just like a after yeah. the fact type thing. Mm -hmm. or, or I guess yeah, I'm thing. not. Yeah, Go ahead, like, when you think about fashion, right? It's like, is it cool because it looks like that, or is it cool because you? you wear it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. I well i mean uh in terms of uh, for fashion yeah i guess you could make the, the same argument like i i don't care what um why i don't dress uh, you don't care about the perception right 
Well, I, I don't dress any way that stands out. And that's another one that's funny um, because it goes back to this uh, when I, you know, attend these conventions and I see these magicians wearing things that draw a lot of attention to themselves. Um, you know, the, the fedora is another argument that I have with people as to why it is that they wear fedoras in, in 2021. It doesn't make any sense other than they want to stand out. You know, they want to be different, uh, even if that means being um, doing it through the means of artificially changing your clothes to something that you know is going to stand out in public. Uh, so me, typically, I mean, I dress conservatively, but yeah, I don't care about what other people think as to how I dress. So I, I guess you could kind of make that same argument as to magic or, or, you know, taking out a coin from your pocket and going, okay, here you go. Look, here's something I've been working on, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Even if it means letting them know mm -hmm. that I've taken this thing in my pocket, that I've had it, and maybe I was waiting for the opportunity to show it uh, at, at a, you know, well, maybe, you were. maybe manufacture that mm -hmm. moment in order for you to do that. I guess, but it's, I, I'm kind of boiling it down to new relationships and new people that you're interacting with and that first perception, which I yeah, think yeah. is a big deal. What about, yeah. okay, one last point on this point and then we'll probably mm -hmm. close up. Um, what about if you, and maybe this is just a stupid little detail, but like if you're not, okay, so you haven't pulled the coin out of your pocket, you haven't planted mm -hmm. it, but you've, you've palmed it, right? And obviously they don't know you've palmed it. And then you, oh, look, it just appears right it came from nowhere right you know it's like it just came out of the air it was like planted in the air you know you didn't have it in your pocket you didn't plant it they didn't have it it's like you know it doesn't really reflect on anyone it was just hanging in the air you just <laughs> it. it's like, yeah that's not property you just found it okay uh well that's another one yeah but realistically it came from somewhere you know <laughs> so yeah, to me it's like okay so you palm it palming is i guess you had it. It's like, okay, you had it, you know? Uh, but for example, the, if I were to do coin work, it would never be anything that would require the use of, for example, soft coins or, or special coins or, or even if they're special coins, they're going to be uh, maybe like a shell for like a quarter, you know, not, not a shell for, uh, you know, a fucking Morgan half dollar or uh, uh, what's the, what's the other one? Uh, Illusionist. I know they came out with some coins um, a while ago, like the pirate coins. I don't know if you remember those. No, I don't. I don't. No, oh my god, dude, you gotta check these up. They're, I think they're equally as bad as their black sponge balls. At some point, they came out with some black sponge balls back in the day, you know, because red was too, you know, overt and crazy, whereas uh, black is like edgy, you know. Mm. So they had these black sponge balls, and the other ones were pirate coins mm. that you know they sold out, and it was uh, these coins that they they looked like pirate coins per se. Mm. But I mm -hmm. guess that they uh, they lead themselves to certain data points of uh, yeah. I mean, you, well, kinda, you know, these coins. If you want to be doing like, I don't know, color changes, right? You can't if you're just borrowing change and they all look the same. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you get that like contrast? Unless you just don't do it. I wouldn't know. That's that's not my the the way that I would approach it. But I mean, if you are going to do that, I guess within the realm of what it is that you're doing, I guess it's okay. But then again, I I care about things that I'm sure you don't care about. You know, so these are just the way I approach things and the way that I kind of approach um, thinking about uh, effects and coming up with stuff and, and performing if I get that opportunity. But again, yeah, same thing that uh, he was saying is it's uh, he has the confidence where it doesn't matter what they think. He's just going to go ahead and barrel through that, even if it might be a little bit, you know, embarrassing mm -hmm. to, to thought that somebody's yeah, I mean, taking out this giant coin out of their pocket. Yeah, That's I guess some performers. If, but if you're if you're the type of person who needs their approval to take the coin out, then. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, wait, maybe that's the wrong way of saying it. If you're the kind yeah. of person who doesn't need their approval to take the coin out, you're also the kind of person that maybe they will like gravitate towards, right? Because I don't know, that's just like paradoxical, but maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Somewhere. We should probably close yeah, up because we've been talking about we've been talking about the right way to take coins out of your pocket for about twenty minutes now. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that's the part that I find funny. Like you have all these uh, magicians that are like Vernon used to sit for hours and talk about how to turn a card over. It's like Vernon was a terrible father. And I think that's a great way to end the show. <laughs> Jacob Sorry, Ferguson, not Vernon being a terrible father. He, he's huh? not even on. No, I was gonna say I'll, like an, I'll laugh. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. It's been quite a while. Um, I said Jacob is probably saying thank you right now, and you've been a great guest. And uh, actually, I don't even know how to close this out because he's the one who has the stop button. Let me message him, bro. He's just <laughs> he's well. I, I appreciate I appreciate being a guest on your show. Um, there's nothing that I love more than talking about magic for uh, hours on end, and I was glad to do it in the means of a podcast mm. so I, I appreciate being a guest on your show and uh hopefully we get uh we could uh, talk soon you know maybe yeah. do this again when i inevitably turn into a puzzle channel and find fame <laughs> in, uh, in uh, solving puzzles you know yeah we'll do that um jacob's that asking hasn't been done before yeah i'll i'll I my, my mental agility has been a little worn down so i, I don't know what to say to that um jacob is saying do you have anything you want to shout out before we finish uh yeah shout out to christina applegate you know uh, <laughs> i think she's had it rough i think she's had it rough um so yeah yeah there you go i hope she's doing fine that's great <laughs> yeah <All> right, <laughs> you know it's funny i literally prepared by like watching some eric andre interviews i was like oh, what, what, can i lift one of these questions <laughs> but no i've always wanted to like yeah i've always wanted to steal his content but i'm i'm too broke <laughs>